uh, that would that will be better uh, that, than that moment that we see the Savior's face, that we, uh, uh, all the trials, all the struggles, all the things that we face here on this earth, and, and that, that can be many, all those things, and it's just going to be a memory, if we even remember it at all as, a, as, a, as the trial. Have you ever, have you ever been so overwhelmed with something that just kind of, forget all, you get so engrossed in something. Uh, when I was a kid, that's how I was with books. Um, uh, I would get into a book and I'd just get absorbed into that story, right? And, and I, I, in my mind, I could see everything that was going on, I could hear everything that was going on, and it didn't, didn't matter what was going on around me, really, I was so engrossed in, in that. Now, my wife doesn't understand that. She thinks I was crazy when I talk about stuff like that, because she doesn't enjoy books uh, so much as, as, as I did as a kid. But uh, uh, when we get to heaven, it's going to be very similar to that. We're going to be so engrossed in, in just the blessing and the fact that we are in the presence of our Savior that all those things are just going to pass away. All those things are going to pass away. Take your Bibles this afternoon and turn to, if you would, the Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. We sang the song, My Hope is in the Lord. Uh, we, we, we sang the, the, the song, when we see Christ, it will be worth it all. We have hope that we're going to be with Christ. We have hope that what we have heard, that what we have read, what, we have, what the Spirit of God has said to us, that one day it won't just be what we believe by faith, it will be sight. It will be what we experience. That it's not just a, uh, it's not just a, uh, a, a, I desire this to happen, but we, through the Word of God and understanding, that our faith is our everything. Uh, if if the Word of God wasn't true, then our faith would be worthless. Uh, if there was no, when we when I use the word hope, um, I, I don't mean it how we understand hope. Uh, I use it in the biblical sense. In the biblical sense, it means it's, it, we're looking for something that's expected. And we are expecting God to do something. And in doing that, in, in having that faith, uh, it, man, it will bring us through all of those trials, right? It will bring us through all of those hardships. It will bring us through those stormy times and those difficult times and the times of grief and loss. It will bring us through those times when we have difficult decisions that we have to make. Our faith can do that for us. Uh, but it's, it's not faith in us. It's not faith in our strength. It's not faith in, in, in uh, anything that has to do with us. It's faith in a God who will keep his word. There, here in Hebrews chapter 11, we, uh, many times it's called the, the, the hall of, uh, of faith. You've heard of the hall of fame, the football hall of fame that's in that's in uh, Canton, Ohio. I, I lived right there. I never got to see it. Uh, you got the, the Baseball Hall of Fame. There's Hall of Fame for all kinds of things. Uh, but, but this is not the Hall of Fame. It's the Hall of Faith. Uh, it isn't about so much the people as about how God worked in their lives. But I want to look with us uh, at, at a couple of verses here. Uh, verses uh, 20, uh, 21 and 22. And I want to look at Joseph uh, here. Uh, in, in this passage and look at Joseph's faith. I'm going to title the message, it'll be Faith in a Box of Bones. Good clickbait. Verse 21 says this, By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph 
and worshiped, leaning upon the top of the staff. Now, verse 22, by faith, Joseph, when he died, it made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Let's pray and ask God to help us. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your spirit, which gives us understanding and, Lord, convicts and strengthens and, Lord, does the work that's needed in us. And, God, I need you this afternoon, Lord. We all do. So, Lord, I'm asking that you would do a work here through me. Lord, I pray that I wouldn't hinder you in any way, shape, or form, but that you, through your word, would strengthen us. God, I pray that our hearts would be tender. Lord, that our ears would be open, our eyes would be open, that we could see and hear your truth. And God, may we be looking to that perfect law of liberty, Father, and, and uh, do the work that needs to be done. I, I ask that you would bless these that are here. And I pray, God, that you would help us as only you can. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Joseph did not have the easiest of lives. In fact, if we look at Joseph, he's very we, many times he's a, a type of Christ. We can see uh, how he was rejected by his brethren. We, there, there are many things that we can do, but that's not the message I this morning or this afternoon. Joseph had a difficult time growing up. His brothers hated him. Uh, uh, he, he said some things, that uh, visions that God gave him, and, and, and while, while his brothers and Satan meant for, what happened to him for evil, God meant it for good. We know that uh, because of his dreams, because of uh, his father's favor, uh, his brothers wanted to kill him. They ended up throwing him into a pit and selling him as a slave. Uh, he, uh, that wasn't easy. I can't imagine what that must have been like to go through. Uh, but, but Joseph was faithful. Uh, and Joseph was always faithful to the Lord. Uh, he always believed the word. And, uh, he never says anywhere where he questioned God. I, I'm sure that there were times when, when he was wondering. Uh, I don't know. I don't think there's anybody alive that wouldn't go through something like that and wonder what's God doing at this, at this point in time in my life. But he was sold as a slave. Uh, uh, when he was sold into Potiphar's house, uh, he, there was God's favor on him in so much that God blessed him there, but that didn't take away all the problems. Uh, uh, he became the head of, of all of Pharaoh's belongings, or not Pharaoh's, all of uh, uh, Potiphar's belongings, and, but he got blessed all the work that he did, but uh, Satan had Potiphar's wife right there. And there she was, throwing herself at him day after day, tempting him. And finally there came a day when there wasn't anybody else in the house, and she threw herself at him, and he ran as fast as he could. And he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He didn't do anything wrong there. He fled from the temptation. He said, how can I do this thing? And he didn't do it, but in the fleeing, he left his coat behind, and and uh, and she made accusations, and he was uh, he was thrown into prison. Now, if, I would think that if Potiphar really believed that he would have killed Potiphar, or Potiphar would have had him killed versus versus uh, just having him thrown in prison, but we don't know that for sure. There he is in prison. Life isn't, doesn't get any better, but God's favor is on him there. He's made uh, chief of all of the, uh, of the prisoners, and it's his job to, as they come in to comfort and help and, and care, and care for those prisoners. And the, the, the jailer looked at him with favor, uh, uh, but he's still in jail. And life didn't get any easier because when he interpreted the two dreams of the, of the baker and the, and the butler, we, we know that uh, 
the the uh, the one who uh, it was the the, uh, the the butler who was uh, wow the butler was killed right and the, the baker uh, the, the baker is the one that forgot him and there he is left in prison he's asked for him to remember it and uh, he he doesn't do it and he sits there until God brings him to the point all of this was preparation for what God was going to do. Now, at the time when we, when we read there in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, uh, verse 22, when he's about to die, when he's, when he's making commandments for his bones, this is at the end of his life. And while he's had a difficult time up to this point, uh, there's been a period at the end of his, towards the end of his life where things are going well, right? And he's the, he's the second in command. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, uh, he's uh, uh, got power. He's got influence. He's got wealth. He's got a wife. He's got children. Things are going well for him. He, there he is, in, 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 he's able to, to, to save his family. He's able to, to have, have all of that, that honor back. He's, things are, 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 are doing well. But, but the focus of this message is not what, how he's doing at the end of his life. The focus of the verses isn't on, on how his life's turned out for the good. His focus is on what he was looking forward to. Because his, his focus was never on where he was at. Because if, if his focus was on his circumstances, he would have, been, he would have turned from God in the, in the beginning. If his focus was on the fact that his, he was thrown in the, in, in the pit, if, if his brother sold him into slavery, he would have been murmuring and complaining the whole time. But we don't ever read of how he did that. When things went well, his focus would have been on those things. But what was his focus on? His focus was on this. There in verse 22. It says, By faith, Joseph, when he, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel. Things are going well. He's got power. He's got influence. He's got money. His family is surrounding him. All, all of his family, not just his wife and his kids, but his brothers, they're all there. And he says, when you leave Egypt, take me with you. When you leave Egypt, take me with you. It's funny as you, as you talk to people, people fear death. Everybody fears death. And if somebody says they don't fear death, now, I don't, I don't fear what's going to happen after I die. The mode of how that happens, I'm not really looking forward to. Right? Uh, uh, when I die, I, I, I know that I'm going to be in heaven. And I, I've got full faith in that. I, I've got no concerns. There's no worries. And there's no doubts. There's no... I don't really want to go painfully. It'd be nice if the Lord just took me while I'm in my sleep. That'd be okay. Or the rapture is even better. I, I would appreciate When you talk to people, they're afraid of death. He was not fearing death. He, his concern wasn't, uh, wasn't what was going to, to happen uh, to, to, the, to, to his family. He was, uh, he was looking forward to what God was going to do in his life. He gave commandment to his children, uh, to his, his descendants, that, that when he, they left Egypt which they had, at this point, no reason to leave Egypt. So then why would he say that? It wasn't like they were waiting for the date. Like, uh, uh, some people, uh, when they're looking forward to vacation or they're looking forward to move, they're counting down the days to when they're going to go. And uh, He wasn't looking forward to that. They had no reason to leave. Things were going well for them. But he was looking backwards. He was looking backwards at the word of God. Because God had given a promise all the way back in, in, in the book of Genesis that they would not stay there. In fact, God said that they would be there for a period of 400 years and that they would leave. 
is he, when he died, they, they took his bones and they didn't build him a great monument. He could have afforded that. I'm sure they would have done that for him. They didn't, there was not a great memorial. They put his bones in a box and they kept them there. Now, how they were kept, I don't know. What, I don't know, we don't know those things, but we do know this. They were kept there, prepared to be carried out because he was looking forward to something that God had promised many years before. Look with me back to Genesis chapter 50. Genesis chapter 50. Look, at, look with me at verses 22 to 26. 22 says this, and Joseph dwelt in Egypt, he and his father's house, and Joseph lived in hundred and ten years. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation. The children of also of Makur, the son of Manasseh, were brought up upon Joseph's knees. He lived a long time. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land, unto the land which he sware to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones. From hence, so Joseph died, being 110 years old. They embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Years have passed. His bones are in that box. His bones are, are his body was embalmed. He's there in that coffin in Egypt, but he's looking forward to uh, the clear promise of God that was given years hundreds of years before Joseph was ever born. We see that promise in Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15, we're going to read verses 13 and 14. It says, And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a, strange, in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years, and also that nation whom they shall save will I judge, and afterward uh, shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace, and thou shalt be buried in a good old age. Joseph is looking back to the promise of God to Abraham. That, that, uh, that they would be there in that bondage, but they would not stay there in that bondage. The root of Joseph's faith was the word of God. We know the Bible tells us in the book of Romans, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Uh, uh, he, uh, he, he looked forward to what, he was, going to, 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 to what was going to happen uh, at some point in the future based upon what the, the promises of God were. That's what faith is. Uh, for, for, for us, our faith is, is rooted in, in, in what the Word of God says. Now, uh, you can ask a hundred different people what faith is, and you'll get a hundred different answers. Uh, uh, some people will say that, well, if you think it enough, you can make it happen. Uh, there's a phrase for it. What's that, what, what, what do they call that one? Just the, the, this new, this manifesting, your, manifesting your desires, right? Uh, uh, you think about it enough, you say it out loud enough, that's what's going to happen. You just make it happen. That is not faith. That is foolishness. <laughs> uh, we're not talking about the power of positive thinking or manifesting your realities. Uh, that's not faith. When, when Joseph said put the, the, to carry those bones out, he wasn't hoping that one day that they would, and that one day God would fulfill the promises. Because of that, uh, it was based upon the promises of God. 
Faith isn't following a hunch. Some people, well, I think this is what's going to happen. This is what I'd like to happen. So uh, I, that's what faith is, and that's not it at all. Faith is not what hoping for just the best thing outcome for the situation. Faith is not uh, just having a, a self-confidence that you can make something happen. Faith isn't about optimism, about, uh, 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 well, I'm just going to be optimistic, uh, half, uh, half a glass half full kind of guy. Uh, that's not faith. Faith isn't making you wishes, it's not crossing your fingers, it's not, it's, not, uh, it's not any of those things. Faith is relying upon the word of God and trusting that God's word will be kept. And we know that will because God is faithful. Because he is faithful. Earlier on in Hebrews chapter 11 it says that, that, uh, that, that about Sarah, that she was faithful not in the promise but in the one who promised it. Our faith is in God. Look over in chapter one or chapter eleven of verse one of Hebrews. Verse one says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Had an old an older evangelist one time. Uh, use this illustration. He came from a family of uh, a large family, and uh, he was the youngest of the family. And on Thanksgiving dinner, uh, the youngest always ate last. The adults would go first, and then it went by age uh, who got to go in and, and get their food. And and being the youngest, he was always the last one to go in. So he'd sit in the living room waiting for it to be time to eat. It was Brother Robert Morrison. I don't remember if you remember this. Uh, uh, he'd sit there in the living room waiting until it was time to eat. And by the time it was his turn to go in, he'd go in and, and there would, uh, instead of there being a, a, a turkey there, there would be a carcass. Uh, there would be gravy, but there would be no mashed potatoes. And he says the, the gravy was like the substance of things hoped for. And the, 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 the bones were like the, were, were like the evidence of things not seen. I, I don't think it's quite like that, but I always thought it was, that was, that was a, a funny illustration. But, but as we think about it, faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Those, that word hope, again, that, that, that's used uh, there is not talking about uh, just a feeling of wanting something to happen. Uh, uh, we, today, nowadays, uh, we said in the older days, uh, the girls would have a hope chest when they were little, and they were hoping to get married one day, and they would put certain things in it. And it, was, it was their desire and what they wanted, but there was no guarantee that was ever going to happen. Uh, th- this is not what that means. Uh, uh, that word hope uh, is, is, means, means a, an expected result. It's confidence in something that you expect to happen. And listen, our confidence is in God's word, in, in God's promise, because we can trust in him, not in ourselves. Faith is the evidence. It's also the substance. But without faith, verse 6 says, it's impossible to please him. We must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. The Bible tells us in Titus chapter 2, verse 13, that the second coming of Christ is called the, the blessed hope, and we're to look for the blessed hope. We know that he is coming again. It's an expected end. Or the Bible tells us to, that we're to look to it, we're to, we're to watch for it, uh, knowing that one day, we don't know when it's going to happen, the Bible says that no man knows, the day or the hour. I don't know when he's coming back, but I know this. He is coming back. Hebrews chapter 6, 19, the Bible calls hope as the anchor 
of our soul. Sure and steadfast. Uh, uh, think of a, a, a ship uh, that's being tossed by the waves in the storm and pushed. They cast out that anchor to catch onto the, the sea floor so that it holds fast. What is it that holds us fast in the storms of life? That makes it, uh, when, when, when we're going through difficult times like Joseph, as he was thrown in the, the pit, as he was thrown in prison, as he was, as he was uh, all the things that he went through, how did it, was he able to hold fast? It all had to do with his faith. His faith didn't manifest itself at the end of his life when he said, box up my bones and take them with you. His faith was manifested all throughout his life and, and as he trusted in the Word of God. In fact, the, the, those, those dreams that he gave when he was, when he was a young, young man that, that got him in trouble were visions that God had given him of what was going to happen in the future. He was trusting in the Word of God even back then. We're all going to face difficult times in our life. We're all going to go through hard times. But as children of God, uh, our faith is in the Word of God. Now, I, I want to I say this, that just because we have faith doesn't mean we're not going to have problems. We will. In fact, you read through this uh, Hebrews chapter 11, and man, I love this chapter. You, you read of some of the greatest things that happened in Scripture uh, in this chapter, uh, how, how, Mo, uh, how, how uh, Moses uh, brought uh, the Israelites out of Egypt, how, how, how God brought Abraham uh, to, to the promised land. All of this, they were looking, they were, they were looking for a city uh, that, uh, uh, that God was going to, to provide for them. And, uh, and all of this was done by faith. But at the end of the chapter... It says some were sawn asunder, some were eaten by animals, and they weren't good things that happened, but it says they endured all those things by faith. Faith is absolutely important, not just for our salvation, but for our Christian walk. The Bible says, walk by faith and not by sight. It may not make sense for us to walk by faith, to the world, anyways. And to us, it makes sense, because we trust in the words of God, but to the world, it may not make sense. It might look at you and say, why are you doing what you're doing? Why would, listen, the guys that were sitting inside that boat while Peter got out and walked up, took at least the first several steps in faith, they were probably thinking, Peter, you're crazy. None of them offered to go out, right? They, they were waiting to see what was going to happen. That faith, it will carry us through. Faith relies on the unshakable word of God. It relies upon the unshakable power of God. Genesis 50 again, verse 24. It says, And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of the uh, of this land, under the land which he swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God will surely bring you out. Joseph understood something, that it was going to be the power of God. Listen, they, were, they, they weren't slaves yet. 
He, he was still, uh, uh, the, a new king hadn't come along. Joseph was still in a, in a place of prominence. They, they were wealthy, things were good. Uh, they didn't have any, any reason to want to leave uh, Egypt. But, but he was remembering the promise of God, that, that, that the, the words of God were they were going to be in bondage and that God was going to bring them out of bondage. So he, in his faith, understood what was going to take place in the years to come. He also understood that God would bring them out of it. And you remember the, the account of uh, the, the Exodus? It wasn't like the Pharaoh just one day decided, you know what, you've been here long enough, why don't you go on to your promised land? That's not how that worked. You know that they were slaves, that they were crying out for God to do something, and God, the Bible says God remembered Israel. It wasn't that he had forgotten about them, that he'd known all along this was going to happen, but he remembered the promises. He was faithful to the promises. He rose up a young boy by the name of Moses. He grew up, and God prepared him for the time when he was going to go back into Egypt and bring them out of Egypt, and he did it, but he didn't do it himself. God did it through him. There he is. He goes in as God had led him to go in, and he tells Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, no. <laughs> who do you think you are, Moses? And listen, he knew who Moses was. You remember, he grew up in Pharaoh's house. He wasn't a stranger. He, he, remembers, he remembers Moses when he was little. Now, they're both older at this time, but, but he says, listen, you left this place. Why, who do you think you are coming back here and saying, demanding us to let the, our, these slaves free? And they began one after another, began to do the miracles, the plagues that God performed to bring the people of Israel out. Culminating in the 10th, in, the, in, the, in the, uh, uh, the, the, the killing of the firstborn. Terrible, powerful God. They left and Pharaoh and his armies got up and chased them. And we know they walked across on dry ground. Listen, that's supernatural. People, people say, how do you believe such crazy things? Well, we've got a God who's able to do these things. But uh, he remembered that it was God that brought, that God did all of these things. It was going to be the power of God. It wasn't going to be themselves. Famine was over. They were in a place of favor. They were comfortable in the circumstances. They had no outward reason to leave, no reason other than what God had said was going to happen, to to even think that there was going to be a reason to leave. But God's power overcomes circumstances. Joseph's faith was not shaken by his emotions. Ours can be at times. Sometimes our fear, listen, fear is, is, the, is, is the enemy of faith. Uh, it, it, it's, it really is it's a, it's a result of our doubts and our lack of faith. You can't have fear and, and you can't really have, have faith, complete faith in God and, and be fearful. Because if you have faith in God, understand that he's able. Now, that doesn't mean you won't fear some of the things you may go through. I, like death. I, I, I don't fear what's going to happen to me after I die. I'm not really looking forward to dying. Right? There's, there's, there's a difference there. But my, my faith is in God that he'll bring me through whatever it is. Don't base your faith on how, uh, upon your circumstances. Don't base your faith on what's going on around you. Base it upon the promises of God. Romans chapter 1, verse 17 says this. 
For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. And as, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. We need to get away from the realm of emotion, away from the circumstances that we face and those problems that crop up, the storms that come, come, come into our life because they happen to everybody. We need to forget about uh, how, how, how terrible uh, the fear that, that comes along with that and understand that God doesn't give us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind. Now, that doesn't mean that, that our emotions are, 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 are unnecessary. We, God has given us emotions for a reason. Uh, uh, fear is there for a reason at times, right? I don't want to, I'm afraid of heights. Not so much the heights, but the falling and the, the sudden stop at the end. But that tells me something. Don't go someplace that's not safe, that's high. Because guess what? I'll never get hurt that way. Right? I'm afraid, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I, uh, apparently, I've got bad grammar. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm afraid to stick my hands in a fire because I know I'll get burned. That's common sense. That, that's a fear. If the house is on fire, that tells me get out. And God gives us those things for a reason. But if we allow those things to control us, then there's a problem. When we allow our emotions to, to govern everything that we do, despite what the Word of God tells us, that's a lack of faith. can't base our faith upon, upon our feelings. Instead, it must be upon the Word of God. And notice again that verse, there, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Others see our faith, and it, re, it's re, it reveals the righteousness of God as they see our faith. We look at, at Hebrews, and we read about the faith of, 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 of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and Noah and Enoch, we read all that with it. Wow, look at how good God was to keep the promises. Well, if he kept it for them, won't he keep it for us? He will. He absolutely will. 300 years have passed uh, when, from the time uh, that promise was given. But Jacob's faith was still strong. Jacob understood that that time was going to have to pass. It was prophesied. Exodus chapter 1, they were told this. Passage of time does not erode the truth of God's word. There are people that say that, say that, that uh, well, the Bible is just not relevant anymore. This is 2022, and it's, just, it's, an, old, it's an ancient, outdated book. It's not. In fact, it's more relevant today than it has ever been. Uh, uh, the, the gospel is just as true today. The promises of God are as, just as powerful and strong. Uh, it, it, honestly, you're a fool if you don't believe it. Those things are not, the word of God, the promises of God are not eroded. It's important for us to remember that. Because as we go through our lives, sometimes we look at the promises of God and we wonder, is that still true? We see what God used to do. We look at the Old Testament and see how God, all the things that God did, and then we live our lives like God never did any of it. But he did. We look at the word and the things that Paul taught in the New Testament. And the, that was centuries, uh, millennia ago. It's still true today, which is good for us. Because the same promises that, that, that Joseph trusted in, the same promises that Paul trusted, we can trust and know that the Word of God is true. Now, faith results 
in an unmistakable peace of God. Back to Genesis chapter 50. Verse 24 again. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of the land, and the land which he sware to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. He was dying. He knew his death was soon. Uh, he, it, it, this, he was doing those things that he needed to do at the end of his life. But he wasn't a man who was fearful. He wasn't a man who was afraid. Now, I've, I've been with people who were dying. And I've been with people that uh, were outside of Christ and, 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 and outside of uh, the promises of God. And there was fear. I've been with families as they dealt with losing someone, and they were lost. And, and there is a huge difference between standing with a family who's, who's sure that they're going to see their loved one again in heaven based upon the promises of God and, 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 and this family and another family who is also losing their loved one, but they've got no peace whatsoever. These ones just trusting the promises. These ones are trying to talk, talk up, well, you know, he was a good person. And, and, and all there's no real peace there. I was reading a, a, a biography of, uh, I believe it was, I believe it was George Mueller. It may, it may not have been. It was one of the older men of the faith. Was unsaved. Uh, it was, it was, a, was a drunkard. Was a thief. Was, it was, uh, was just away from, the, he'd heard the gospel. He knew the gospel, but wanted nothing to do with God for the first period of his life. And there was a young man that he knew that he went to college with. Who, who was just like he was. In fact, he kind of patterned his life after that man. Years later, uh, he, he was in a, ta in a, not a tavern, but a, a, back then they didn't have hotels, but it was a, a, a place for him to sleep. In the night. And all night long, he, he listened to a man crying out to God to save him, uh, crying out to God to, to heal him uh, as he died. And he was, uh, the terror that was in his voice just overwhelmed him. He was shaken in the morning, and in the morning he, he went and asked the, 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 the man who owned the, the, the establishment, he said, he said, what happened? He said, oh, he passed early this morning. He said, that was terrible. He says, do you know who he was? It was the man he knew. That man was fearful in his death. There was no peace. It brought that man, to, that, 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 who later became a preacher. Again, I, I believe it was George Mueller. I'm not 100% sure, sure on that. I, I can get back to you on that later but but it brought him to a point where where he trusted in christ because he knew that he didn't have peace just like his friend didn't have peace we have peace peace that passes all understanding because not about how we feel not about what what we think might happen but because of the promises of god that's how those those three hebrew boys could look at the uh, look at nebuchadnezzar and said listen whether you whether you you throw us in the fire or you don't god is still good and we're not going to turn our back on it they by in their faith stood firm we're to walk in our faith that faith brings us peace despite the circumstances that we're in. That faith brings us peace uh, looking forward uh, not, to, unknown, to an unknown future. But, but I want you to understand this. For, for, for Joseph, it wasn't unknown. Notice what he said, when you leave, take my bones with you. Because he was basing it off of the promises of God. Question for you. Are you living by faith? Now, we're saved by faith, amen? Well, that, that's 
I'm saved by faith. I hope you are too. There we go. Praise the Lord. Uh, we're saved by faith. Uh, the, the, the finished work of Christ on the cross, he did it all, but we are to have faith. But, but, but James tells us faith without works is dead. Uh, we, we understand that the, the, the faith that God is, uh, that is in us works its way out in works. Uh, uh, if there is no works, there, there, there is no life faith. Uh, uh, so we, uh, we understand that. But, but uh, it's not just for salvation. It's for our lives. Do we trust in the word? Here's a question. Good. Amen. How can you trust it if you don't know it? If you don't know what the promises of God are, if you don't know what the commandments of God are, how can you walk in the way of the Lord? can't. Well, I'm just going to wait till you preach on it. Don't do that. That's a terrible idea. No, keep coming back. I'll preach. And if I'm going to preach the whole counsel of the Word of God. But it took me a year just to get through the book of Ephesians. I ain't ever going to finish it all. And I'm okay with that. Right? But you're to show thyself approved unto God, the work that needs not to be shamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. You're to study. Read it. Believe it. The book of James also tells us this, that it is the perfect law of liberty. We're to look, look at it as a glass, like we're looking at a glass, and it will reveal those things in us that need to change. Faith will cause us to do the work necessary. Faith will cause us to look at it and say, God says this is wrong, i got to change it. Faith will cause us to, to be faithful. Faith will result in not just peace, but will, will, will result in, in, in our fervor uh, as we, 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 uh, we strive to, to prepare ourselves. I've used this illustration before. When I was a kid, my parents would leave. They'd leave me a list of things to do. And I, I, was, never, I was never really trying to get all the stuff done. In fact, I was, I was procrastinating as long as I could until I saw the, the, the dust cloud at the end of the driveway. We had a nice long driveway. And then I start running around the house trying to get everything done. And, and listen, uh, I, I knew she was coming back the whole time. I knew, uh, I, I, I would try to make a, come up with my excuses, but I, I, I knew that they were coming back. Listen, we know Christ is coming back. Are we living like it? Are we living like he's not? Now, I, I would ask all of you, and you would all say, Jesus is coming. Absolutely, we, we know he's going to come back. But our faith affects our behavior. Now, I'm not saying you don't believe it here. But the Bible says we're to look unto his appearing, a blessed hope. We're to look forward, meaning we're, we're preparing ourselves for it. And he says, occupy till I come. Are you living by faith? Are you, do you have peace in your heart about despite your circumstances? Listen, I'm, I'm not here to guarantee you that your circumstances aren't going to be difficult. I'm here to guarantee you that God will always keep his word. And whatever it is you face, whether it destroys you here on this earth, we already sang the song, it will be worth it all. There will be a time when you stand before Christ and you will hear the Savior speak. The question is, is he going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant? I'm afraid he's going to say, you made it by the skin of your teeth. Not that, that we don't. We make it through the blood of Christ. Uh, but I want to be pleasing to God. I want, I want my life to have been lived for him. 
May God help us to live by faith. So for Joseph, his faith was shown in a box of bones. The Bible tells us, in fact, we can go through, tells us they carried them into the promised land, and they purchased land in that promised land, and they buried those bones. Joseph never saw it, but his faith got his bones there. How's your faith showing? How's your faith showing? Father God, I thank you this day. Lord, I thank you for your word. God, you have been so good to us. The promises of your word are beyond anything that we deserve, Lord. is all of your grace. Thank you. We're thankful for our salvation, Lord. We look to the coming of our Savior. Thankful for the sanctification, Lord, the, that we find in your word and, and your spirit. And we ask that you would continue to work in us, Lord. Help us to live by faith. Lord, help us to let your, your word guide us, your spirit lead us, strengthen us, empower us, Lord. I pray, God, that you would have full control over each one of us, Lord. Help us to live by faith so that we might show others, that others might see our lives and, and in that see you. Thank you, Lord. We pray that you're glorified in all that we do. And Lord, we'll, we'll praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.